Hello and welcome to Eavesdropping at the Movies. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Jose. We're doing a, a, a little special uh, Oscars look. Yes. And we're going to look at the Oscar nominees. That's right. So we're going to do a little bit of kind of speculation on who should win and why and, you know, who will win and who doesn't deserve to win. <laughs> so we've not seen absolutely everything yet because being in the UK, um, the Oscar season sort of films only start coming out here in January and February. So, Though actually looking at the Best Picture nominees, you know, I'm a bit I'm surprised, but we have seen most of them. We've seen most of them. Of the Best Picture nominees... Uh, we've seen all but Lady Bird Shape and of the Shape Water. of Water. Yeah, so um, so that's that's pretty good. So yeah, well, let's think about Best Picture then. So what up for Best Picture is uh, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, which we've just seen, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. My choice for all of the... Okay, so my hope, <laughs> just because I love him so would be The Shape of Water, though we haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, so really that's just like, I wish Guillermo del Toro well. But of, right. yeah. <laughs> so that's a prejudice and a bias right from the beginning. Of the films that I've seen, actually, I would choose Phantom Thread. Yeah? Yeah. You know, um, I my least favorite film out of all of the ones that we have seen is Darkest Hour, which I just don't think is good enough to I have be. no idea why that's in there. Yeah, it's kind of... When Blade Runner could be in there. Exactly. Actually, that would be my choice of best film of the I year. I think it would be for me as you well. Know. So, and it's not even, and you know, amongst the nominees. So, um, I, I love Get Out, but I just think Get Out is not um, a cinematically assured as something like Dunkirk is or Phantom Thread, in fact. Right, like I think the concept is brilliant and the actors are brilliant and, and so on. So the idea of it is brilliant. Um, but, you know, I think for me it doesn't, have, it doesn't have, and this is a prejudice of mine, I require kind of films to have, you know, at least several uh, memorable images. Well, I think it's got one or two, but I, I know what you mean. I think it's, it's, um, it, it's a kind of great... Uh, genre things, mm. and it's uh, the the problem that I have with Get Out, which I've said before, is um, that I, I have issues with the way its world works. So Get Out, Get Out is a brilliant film. It is, and, yeah, and let's got make to, that clear. Yeah, <laughs> it, you've got to see it. It's really, really, really good, and I'm, and I'm glad it's nominated. And I'm glad um, that Jordan Peele is nominated for Best Director as mm. well. Um, but uh, it, it, it's this kind of not even an allegory. It's it's almost like a kind of straight in your face story about racism in America. But it, it's done through this story of of kind of about white people wanting to be black and taking over black culture and and idealize, idealizing black bodies and black people, but not in a way that shows them any respect and this sort of thing. So it's a really rich film um, in its kind of allegorical qualities. But I think actually there are issues with the way its world works that. The film's internal logic at some point doesn't make enough sense because in order to make the allegorical reading work better, it kind of fudges actually how things in the film's world work, which is a problem to me. Like, I think it, it would be stronger if the film's world was internally more logical 
so that what you drew out of it made more sense. Mm. Or, or, or felt, it, would, it would just feel stronger. But that's it. So what would be Smart. your choice amongst the list? Amongst the list? Yeah, your favourite and your least favourite. Uh, excluding Lady Bird and The Shape of Water, which mm. I have not seen, um, of that list, I'd choose Dunkirk. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's cinematically beyond kind of anything I've ever seen. It's, I mean, we made a special trip to go to Manchester to see in the IMAX there, yes. and it was worth it. But I, it's, it, it confused me and shocked me. And I mean, the, right at the end of the film, I couldn't get words out of my mouth because I was just kind of, literally kind of shell-shocked, which was, which was bizarre. And maybe that's not <laughs> the greatest recommendation. It's like a complex work of art, but it kind of it gave me an experience which I'd never had before. And I actually think it's one of those films that you really do have to see, like on IMAX. Oh, yeah. I do think the smaller the version you see it, the least power it has. And when you'll see it on television, you'll say, what was the fuss about? Yes. You know, because actually on television, there is no fuss. Like, it's a film that is made it's to be seen in that way. It's a cinematic experience. It's a cinematic experience, without a doubt. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, can, I, can, I could see that. My... The film that I would I would least like to see when the Oscar is darkest hour. I don't know what that's doing in there. It has its qualities. Um, I think we we vaguely appreciate parts of it, but it's it's not um, it's it's not a best picture nominee. It's in there because it's a, about a real person and yeah. it's got a kind of slightly kind of uh, quality film sheen to it. But um, if I want to play devil's advocate, I also wonder what the post is doing there. Yeah, I think I think that's probably you've got a point there. I think uh, the post is a good film, but it's it's not kind of cinematically great. No, it's good. It's skilled and efficient. You know, it's definitely. I don't think it has anything wrong with it. Other than maybe, I mean, I've heard some people I, suggest. I thought it was kind of lifeless, actually. And I've I heard that, like I've heard the... some people suggest that it. Um, it, it downplays unfairly the role that the New York Times played in the mm. Pentagon Papers because actually they were kind of the ones who started it really mm. and the Washington Post was, was slightly riding on coattails is, is the, what I've heard um, I don't know how, how true or fair that is but, um, but with, with that exception with that kind of slight controversy I don't think it's a film that has any problems, but I don't think it's uh, better than most of the rest of the films it's competing against. Well, I think it doesn't deserve to be there um I think, you know, definitely Dunkirk, uh, definitely Get Out, right? Like, I wouldn't mind if Get Out won. Uh, my choice is Phantom Thread. Uh, and then kind of other films that we've explored a bit more. So, like, Darkest Hour, let's just dismiss that. It doesn't belong <laughs> there. But actually, Three Billboards uh, and Call Me By Your Name are films that, I, upon second viewing kind of, well, and upon first viewing in some cases, like, you could see why they're nominated. They have, like, moments that are just wonderful, but actually they don't quite cohere or, you know, some elements don't work. And certainly kind of the second viewing of Call Me By Your Name was a disappointment to me or, Mm -hmm. you know, I began to see flaws that I hadn't originally seen. Three billboards, you know, the same flaws that bothered me the first time were there the second time, Mm -hmm. you know, though also the brilliant things kind of held up the second time as well. Mm. But I think they're flawed films. Yeah, I mean, and, and as and as we suggested, uh, my choice, given the choice of any film that I've seen all year, would be Blade Runner. 
Yeah. Blade Runner was extraordinarily good. Yes, I agree. In every way. I mean, beautiful and rich and well-made yeah. and intelligent and emotionally affecting, which is something that I like. Yes. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I mean, this is something where the Twitter sphere is to blame, I think, in a way. You know, kind of the, you know, the issues that were brought out, I thought rather unfairly, um, kind of damaged the film's box office and, and, and uh, uh, mm. you know, other kinds of uh, uh, aesthetic considerations, really. Let's move on to Best Actor. Best Actor. Yes. So uh, the nominees for Best Actor are uh, Timothy Chalamet, yes. Call Me As Your Name, Danny Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire, which is the one we have not yet seen. Yeah, that's right. Of those, who would you choose? Uh, either Danny Day Lewis or Timothy Chalamet. I would choose Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I think I would as well. Uh, Just because Danny Day Lewis has already got one. <laughs> only one? I, actually, I don't know how many he's got. No, but that's being slightly facetious. I think Timothy, Timothy Chalamet was exquisite. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, he's just so emotionally transparent, you know, and he's so accessible and he kind of does complex things. And the last shot at the end of the film, I just think deserves an Oscar all by, by itself, really. Which was that last shot? It's, it's kind of when he's staring at the camera, right? Like he's just been dumped or he's been told that the guy he's in love with is about to marry somebody else. And, you know, the camera just stays on his face and the credits begin to roll. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Um, uh, Daniel Lewis. Um, give me a second. Uh, Daniel Lewis has got three Oscars. Three. There you go. Fuck He's got hell. enough. Fuck Gang- off. Gang- <laughs> <laughs> Gang to New York. There will be blood on Lincoln. Yes. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I l- I prefer him in Phantom Thread than in any of those other performances. I don't like him in Gangs of New York. Uh, and I think he looks like Lincoln, though his performance annoyed me, but the whole film annoyed me, actually. So, uh, uh, Madame might be unfair. Well, there will be blood was a worthwhile, uh, yes. worthy award. It was yes, fantastic. I think you're right. Um, created something from scratch, it was just terrifying and. Uh, oh. Okay, we love him, but we're choosing Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Best Chalamet. actress. Okay, best Sally Hawkins in Shape of Water, not seen. We have not seen. So Francis McDormand in Three Billboards. Margot yeah. Robbie in I, Tonya, haven't seen. Uh, Saoirse Ronan in Lady Bird, haven't seen. And Meryl Streep in The Post. So of the two that we've seen, Francis McDormand and Meryl Streep. Francis McDormand. I don't think there's yeah. a question. I kind of... I didn't, lo- I didn't like Meryl Streep's performance in The Post. I thought it was, like, too measured. You know, so actually, I would echo Pauline Kael's criticism of her that she's always technically correct right but you you feel that the character's not embodied somehow that you know it's a series of correct actions yeah that don't add up to a person <laughs> yeah and also she's got enough awards yeah <laughs> she's uh-huh. got she's got uh, two uh three four hold on oh, she's got four no, she beat Catherine Hepburn yeah she's got four I, I'm just double checking um, she has uh, no she's got three Academy Awards oh really is that all best supporting actress <laughs> <laughs> is that all best supporting actress for Kramer vs. Kramer and best actress for Sophie's Choice in The Iron Lady oh okay good I'm glad uh, that she isn't as good as you thought she's not well rewarded as 
Well, I kind of... Um, I'd like Catherine Hepburn to have her record for a while. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's, isn't it 14 nominations she's got now? Something nuts. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, I don't think she, she deserves one for this, really. No. Um, so... Um, she, is, she, is, she is good. Best Supporting Actress. Actually, this is terrible, because I don't think I've seen any of them. We've just seen Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread... But yeah. the others, Mudbound, I, Tonya, Lady Bird and Shape of Water, we've seen none yeah. of them, so we can't make any judgment. On the basis of just having seen Leslie Manville, though, she deserves one for this. Best Supporting Actor, Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson in Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards. So we've not seen Christopher Plummer and we've not seen Richard Jenkins. No, but let me tell you, I don't think Sam Rockwell deserves a nomination. I didn't like him. I didn't think he was very good. You know, and I thought Woody, Woody Harrelson I loved, but actually I loved I loved his star persona and warmth and things like that more than the actual performance the actual it. performance itself. So my vote there would go for Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, he was the one thing I really liked about the Florida Project, which was a film that left me slightly yes cold, maybe. But uh, no, I thought he was fantastic in it. I loved it. I loved his character. I loved. Um, I loved. His, I mean, again, I guess it's, it, there's a kind of warmth and there's a complexity to his character. His character looks after people and um, kind of understands what's going on and he conveys, he, he conveys it's quite a delicate kind of sense of, of knowing exactly the hardship that the people who live in his project, um, the hardship that they go through and the hardship that they live under, but also then kind of having to punish them or having to kind of put the... Put his, What's the keep his job. Well, keep his job as well. Uh, yeah. Um, so um, it's, a, it's a delicate kind of complex performance. Yes, I loved him in that. And usually he's not somebody who exudes warmth. So actually kind of, you know, this performance, I think, in a way is a change for him because mm. you do see something very human and kind and warm in an actor that is kind of really famous for playing kind of slightly either iconic or reptilian characters. Yeah. So he's Jesus. But he's also creep, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I think uh, 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 it's it's a departure. Now, best director, great best director nominees are Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Again, we're missing two of these films. Yeah. We're missing Lady Bird and The Shape of Water. And I, you know, again, without having seen it, I just want Guillermo del Toro to win because I think he's a genius. <laughs> I really do. Um, so of the of 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 the others, I actually wouldn't mind if any of them won. Like I think they all have um, different qualities. Yeah, I kind of um, I loved Get Out. Um, I I loved uh, uh, Dunkirk. Uh, and I loved Phantom Thread. And actually, my own personal choice here would be Phantom Thread, just because I think, as you said, you know, there's a mastery of tone in this film, like, you know, throughout in Phantom Thread. Mm. And then, like, those beautiful images and those performances that he got, you know, and keeping it all in the same key, maintaining that same key so that kind of slight deviations are significant, you know. I thought that was just beautiful, what, uh, what he did with this. Do you think there are other directors who missed out nominations? Particularly, well, I'm thinking of Denis Villeneuve. I would have put Denis Villeneuve. Blade Runner. Or um, Catherine Bigelow for Detroit. Yes. I mean, I, I would happily have given it to either of those, actually. Um, so if, 
if I'd had to make my list, um, but it's very difficult to do because actually it's very unfair because it's unfair to the two films that we've not seen. Yeah, it's unfair yeah. to the to the two. So let's let's put it this way: of the films that we have seen, I would definitely put Christopher Nolan and Paul Thomas Anderson there. Mm. You know, and then I would I would have added Denis Villeneuve uh, and Catherine Bigelow for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think I think, and then you I, know, I, I would think I would suggest that either one of those is more worthy of a nomination for director over Jordan Peele for Get Out. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, let's have a quick uh, look through this. I mean, best original song, screenplay, adapted screenplay, yeah. anime, um, animated film, The Boss Baby. I mean, when The Boss Baby is nominated, you just go, well, fuck, all better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Foreign language film. I uh, haven't seen any of them. I'm really looking forward to seeing Loveless, but as far as I'm aware, that's the only one that... I mean, that's the only one I'm aware of having a release here, at least. Uh, yeah. It's, got, any, any... I mean, you know, the other things I think we're really not in a position to comment on, really, or at least not yet. You know, I mean, the best animated films, I've only seen Loving Vincent, which actually I didn't like at all and almost walked out on. Mm. I thought it was very repetitive. Once you get over what it's doing with the technique, it was a bore. Uh, so, and of course I love Coco. I think Coco is fantastic, mm. you know, but since I haven't seen all the others, it's very difficult to comment really. What about original score? Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Star Wars, and Three Billboards. Um, well... For me, it's between Phantom Thread and Dunkirk, having not seen Shape of Water. Yes. Uh, I, I would opt for Phantom Thread, um, again... So you see, kind of, we've been opting for Phantom Thread quite a lot, and I wonder... Well, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not up for Dunkirk. Mm. I don't know. Right, well... But I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's, and then you get into the... Oh, what about cinematography? Ah, Blade Runner, nominees? Uh, uh, Roger Deakins for Blade Runner, Bruno Delbonel for Darkest Hour, Hoyt Van Hoytema for Dunkirk, Rachel Morrison for Mudbound, and Dan Lauterson for Shape of Water. So we've seen... Blade Runner, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk. Deacons would get my vote. Yeah. And he's lost every bloody award he's ever been up for. And well, he's been nominated a zillion times. He's so been nominated time and time again. I mean, he'll probably get it, actually, because, you know, they have to have a, a bit of guilt about not, <laughs> about excluding Blade Runner in such a way. Shall I tell you all the all the cinematography Oscars that he's been up for and lost? The Shawshank Redemption, Fargo, Cunden. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? The Man Who Wasn't There, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, No Country for Old Men, The Reader, True Grit, Skyfall, Prisoners, Unbroken, Sicario, and now Blade Runner. That is vast numbers, and he should have won countless times. Yes. He's fantastic. Yes. So and he maybe seems like a lovely bloke. <laughs> maybe he'll get it this year. <laughs> I'll be annoyed if Darkest Hour wins anything apart from Best Actor. I don't know. I like the cinematography. I did like it. You like it that much? Did you like it as much as Phantom Thread? No, I didn't like it as much as Phantom Thread, um, and I didn't like. Well, I said that Phantom Thread's not nominated for cinematography. So. Okay, well, you know, it should have been. You didn't like it as much as Blade Runner. Yeah, um, Blade Runner was special. So we'll come back to some of these nominees as the films get released. Once we see the other films, discuss them in relation to the categories that they've been nominated in. So, you know, this can be an ongoing discussion. And actually, we'll come to the rest of the nominees once we see the films, which will be in the next in the next few weeks. There are four films, I think, that, that I just want to mention that I really liked during the year that I think seem to be almost immediately forgotten, which were T2 Train Spotting, 
the train spotting sequel, which came out right at the beginning of I didn't see 2017, and no, no one really said very much about it. I thought it was just fantastic. Um, Power Rangers, which no one talked about, and Power Rangers was great. I didn't see that. Power Rangers was really responsible. There's a bit in it where um, they turn into a giant Power Ranger at the end, like they always do, and they they smash... Uh, I'm, I th- I'm sure it's uh, a Chevrolet in the yellow and black, which is Bumblebee from Transformers. Basically, Transformers is toxic for society and makes you a worse person for seeing it. Mm. The Power Rangers feels so responsible to people. Even though it's not brilliant, it's like it has a really responsible thing going on. Life life was brilliant. Um it was it's uh it's set in space and there's these guys on a spaceship with a, like an alien life form and then it basically just starts getting out and killing it's brilliant. Okay, no, I didn't see That's that. really good. That's a really good kind of space horror thing. It's okay. fantastic. Loads of fun. And Colossal is the other one. Which was uh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, uh, I haven't seen that. Anne Hathaway with a drinking problem, and um, <laughs> it, and amazingly, actually, she's not annoying. Yeah. Um, she, and, and actually, I think quite convincing. She has a drinking problem, and at the same time as she's got a drinking problem, uh, this sort of alien beast in Seoul in Korea is like smashing things up. So it's this kind of this is this is hybrid between a sort of comic drama, kind of return home drinking problem movie. And uh, like Pacific Rim, uh, and then it turns out that she is kind of in control of this thing in, uh, at night, and it becomes very weird and very funny and very okay. odd. Um, and that it's intrigues good. me actually. Oh, you've got to see it. It's great, and and this is a great thing about it, which which uh, it's it's really upfront, right? So basically, she has a problem with her soul, and the reason and like and the the monster is destroying soul in Korea. It's like it couldn't be more upfront about it. I love that. Sort of thing. <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right, it's like in Blade Runner when the characters' names are Joy and Love. I love that sort of thing. Yeah. It's just on. It's on the surface, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's wrap up here. Oh uh, yeah. Is there any? Well, is there anything that you saw during the year which you think was was unfairly forgotten? Uh, I will come back to this because my memory is so bad that I I couldn't think of it offhand. No, all right. I'll probably fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're you're more prepared than I am. Well, it's only because I had my Twitter up because I was I was looking like, well, what? Because the thing is with the Oscars is you go, it's all well and good saying whether you like the films that are nominated or not, but it's also worth thinking about the films that aren't on the list. No, and true. it's easier to think about the films that aren't on the list when you've so made a list ask, yourself. Ask me next week because I'll look through my blog and I'll remind myself. Yeah, you know things that I've seen that I loved. Um, good, because we don't need to be professional about this. Well, the thing is, I need to be prepared because I can't really you know, rely on my memory. Really, I'm I'm too much on social media. It's like, <laughs> are you too busy having everyone tell you that you're great? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and not me. I'm very annoyed about it. <laughs> it's really gotten to you. Oh, it's because I, you know, I haven't got any friends. That's the problem. Oh, nonsense. Besides which, you know, I'm kind of sure people are responding to you, really. But um, well, not, not to me. Well, the uh, phone is uh, free of buzzes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end this sub story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Meow.